Riverside. Welcome into the Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad. And there's a lot going on this week. We've got, you know, payments in Chick-fil-A bags and Burger King bags and McDonald's bags and Shake Shack bags and Waffle House bags and whatever Those else you can good think bags. of. Those are some good bags. <laughs> Solid <All> bags. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you've got, puts a whole new meaning I mean, to get well, your bag. Well, so, did it include a burger with the money? <laughs> Probably, right? Maybe it was the lettuce. I'd, I'd be so, kind of upset if it didn't. I'd be like, where's my burger, dude? <laughs> we've got uh, Lionel Messi being able to walk amongst regular people this week. And he is caught on film just walking around Publix with his family, uh, doing some shopping. Like yes. a, a human that can roam the earth. Which is what we might see with a lot of world-famous soccer players that come over to the United States. I think that uh, I think Mbappe was at the white party, and I'm sure he was like the least marketable celebrity there. Even though worldwide, he's probably one of the most marketable celebrities. Probably second only to like LeBron James, maybe Tom Brady, as far as Twitter followers and Instagram followers is concerned. Damian Lillard, for some reason, is still on the Portland Trailblazers because they refused to trade him for Tyler Hero. But it's it's funny because fights have broken out over who's better, Tyler Hero or who the 76ers are offering, Tyrese Maxey. So so um, I, I I think that's splitting hairs, and uh, or or it's the same person. You know, it might be the Spider Man meme. I think there <laughs> might be a pigment issue that people were actually mad about there. And then you have the NFL running back situation, NFL running back situation, where again I I know this is weird, but it tends to be a theme in the U.S. People don't want to pay their employees for what their employees do. And if their employees say, well, I do more than you want to pay me for, they're like, well, we're not going to pay you for anything. We'll find somebody else to do it for free. And I think we need to call that what it is. Sometimes uh, rookie running backs are getting turned into scabs now because their rookie wage bill is so low because they're not getting drafted in the first round. Very rarely they do. I think we only had one running back drafted in the first round this year in uh, B. John Robinson. And I think he went to the Atlanta Falcons. And then, of course, you have Infanto now coming out. Wow, we have a thread this week. You have Gianna Infanto coming out this week saying that he can't guarantee that the Women's World Cup players will get their minimum of $30,000. However, he was quick to point out the increase in the actual payments that it went from, I believe, something like $30 million to $110 million. But guess what else increased? Tell me. The pool. The pool of players increased, or the teams, pardon me. Mm -hmm. So I think we went up to 32 teams now in the Women's World Cup, and I'll check that for clarification. Yeah, 32 teams from 24 teams. So that money gets spread like peanut butter, and guess what? You're out of it quick. So you can tell us, till the cows come home, that you've been able to increase it to $110 million, but you also added eight new teams. So that's going to impact that money. And then uh, immediately stating you're going to send the money right to the federations, well, a lot of these federations are pretty well known for not paying their players. So we're, we're yeah. in an interesting situation. It's uh, this one particularly this week stood out to me because it is just such garbage. And the fact that this <laughs> dropped literally, I, I mean, what are we, 36 hours right now at this moment from Dipop? 
mm-hmm. for for the first game of the Women's World Cup. And now all of a sudden these players, I mean, $30,000 when you think of like what it takes to actually get to the World Cup is like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. This should not be a hard thing to do to distribute the money. Uh, you know, we were joking earlier, has Infantino never heard of direct deposit? Like, w- what's going on here? <laughs> like, How does he get paid? <laughs> exactly. What if people told him, sir, we can't guarantee that the money will go directly to you, but it does exist. It's just, it's just somewhere out there in this association of associations, you know, it's, it's just really, it's really set. Because I, on one hand, I kind of understand like what he's saying, like the way that the structure is set up, mm-hmm. but maybe do something about this in the, like, I don't know, four years you've had since the last time, like everyone was screaming at you <laughs> to fix this very broken system. But no, yeah. no. And I mean, how do the men's players get paid Yeah, with their much larger pool of money? Because <clears throat> I know that those guys aren't going out on the field for $30,000. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> no it's 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 tons of money right and it's always been interesting to me what fifa is able to get away with and and when are people going to say stop because we're still living in a society where the average or the common person sides with ownership or sides with management and i don't get it because the average person is not an owner or the average person is not a millionaire so for them to keep giving the benefit of the doubt to folks like fifa and Telling the people that are saying, hey, we deserve more. Like, now I've heard about SAG strike that's going on. Why are you fighting for people that have as a have-not and not saying, hey, no. Because the more they get, the more I'm going to get, right? The more valuable somebody that's less valuable than me gets, that may sound mean, but it's true in many cases, the more money I'm now eligible to get. But instead, they're like, I'm sure Fontaine has his reasons. Makes sense. Does it? Yeah. And I mean, I can understand, you know, when you look at the Women's World Cup, or you know, in some in some degrees, but any of these like, you know, professional sports deals, right? Like the people, the, the reason why you're hearing this news and you're hearing like the reactions from celebrities, players from like Megan Rapinoe and from, you know, Harrison Ford when it comes to SAG after strike, they are the poster child. They are the ones who are able to communicate the message. You don't want to hear like, the general public doesn't really care what average background, you know, actor that works in like four different shows every week, but you would never recognize his face. And they certainly don't care about the deep bench players who are still like struggling to get by from week to week because they may are like, you know, just making minimum salary in the women's, like in the women's leagues. It's yeah, NWSL and they, uh, I, Premier League. Yeah, I was League. thinking globally. But yeah, I mean, it's really important. Like, the, you have these, like, celebrity endorsements of what the general overall unions or, you know, leagues are trying to do because that's how the news gets traction and how you keep hearing about it. But again, the average Joe is just like, well, you know, why... Stop why complaining. Is, yeah, why, is, why does he care? Why does, you know... Tom Brady care about what the average or like the minimum salary requirements are in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, most people are selfish. Everyone around them. Most people yeah, are selfish. Are they? they don't care unless it affects them. But it does. They're just, I, I wouldn't say selfish. I'd say ignorant. I want to be careful because I almost said the S word, but it, well, yeah, ignorant. But the average Joe isn't going to like 
care like if the well, ladies get a raise they're gonna be like well i want a raise that's like, the thing is that that's I, what... I don't think it's that they don't care i think it's that they don't stop and think about understanding all of the pieces of the puzzle and how this affects much more than just you know megan rapinoe's big the yeah. ripple effect yeah. Like, what is the ripple effect from this? And you're right, Wes, in what you're saying. They care more about themselves. But that's what I'm saying is they why are they not caring about the ripple effect? Like, Wes. That's too hard for you, a lot of people to understand. Would you accept that? I mean, look at. Bo, Boeing goes, hey, you know what, Wes? We are going to guarantee you a salary, but we can't guarantee you'll get the salary. All we can guarantee is we'll give money to the bank and hopefully it gets to you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll let the bank sort it right. out. Like, are you going to accept that? No. No, exactly. So so why should they? Like, so if we paint it in those pictures, it makes more sense. Like, hey, man, we still need you to go work in front of millions right. and millions of people, if you don't mind. Are you going to do mm -hmm. it? No. Of course not. But then your CEO is like, hey... So my take home was over $100 million in salary last year. I spent about a week out of every month on the golf course. But, you know, I did run the company or at least got credit for running the company. Now, is it more okay or less okay? I mean, it's – I never said it was okay. I just said people, like, aren't – they're <laughs> selfish and, like, again – I mean, a lot of people are just kind of like, I, it's kind of like the similar, it's similar mentality to screw you. I got mine. But I, so, and also Wes, I'm not calling you out. I'm just using you. Yeah. So our audience can relate to the topic of what's actually, that's actually what's going on. This is the real right. story. I'm just simplifying it. Right. That's yeah. really what's going on is Gianna Infant Gianni Infantino is saying, well, I got mine already, but I can't guarantee you're going to get yours. What? Yeah. Well, so I think that this is, you know, just to kind of broaden the scope of this, this is a really interesting, this summer is like a really interesting crux in time because there are a lot of very, very, very large unions and organizations that are having these kind of like discussions. And with, especially in the U.S. with the unemployment rate so low, there is a lot of leverage on the worker side. And I think a lot of people are starting to kind of like the, the wheels are starting to turn a little bit, whereas there's just been this very like anti-collectivist attitude for mm -hmm. decades that's been very, very strong in the, you know, in the social fabric of the U.S. And I, I would be very surprised if we didn't see more strikes, if we didn't see more, at least trying to negotiate in good faith with these large holders of companies and sports organizations and such. And, you know, having these discussions around, you know, not just the the women's leagues, but also, you know, in the NFL, I mean, isn't the NFL um, contract up soon? The Players Association contract? No, they just signed a new one. Oh, they just signed a new one. Okay. But, the, you know, there's, there's some pay gaps there that need to be addressed, that need to be fixed. There's, you know, a whole wealth of issues. And I think that attitudes are starting to change slowly but surely in the United States and Hopefully that's something that, you know, if we can make some impacts here in the U.S., especially with these global organizations, that we can actually improve things for players around the world from countries that don't necessarily have as strong of worker protections and things like this, especially in something that's as important to the game as women's soccer, but also yeah. more generally. 
But there's also a visibility issue, right? The groups that we, we, we talked about, the, the SAG strike, the writer's strike, the players in the FIFA Women's World Cup not getting paid properly. You brought up the NFL, even though they just signed, they shouldn't have signed. It was not a good deal. That's why, you know, the, Roger Goodell loves having Demora Smith in charge of that union. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He continues to negotiate in favor of the owners. But what people fail to see is they continue to give CEOs credit for doing very little, but doing the most. They're giving the CEOs the credit for the work of the employees, right? They're not, they're saying, well, I delegated. Okay, cool. And I'm not saying it's not a tough job. It is a tough job to delegate and to be in charge and to keep your eyes on the numbers. That is a tough job. However, you cannot state that, well, I think your living wage is one to live on when you couldn't live on it. That's the big thing. Like Gianni, Gianni Infantino can't live off $30,000 a year. He would claim that, right? He'd say it's too little if the shoe was on the other foot. He would say, oh, it's not enough. You know, but, but that's, but, but yeah, but you're saying it's enough for them. So where is it? Do you think you're just better than them? Cause your ass doesn't play soccer, football. If you're in Europe, you don't play. You're, you're not why we paid to see it. You simply got voted into a chair. You didn't deserve cause you were the best at taking bribes. You got really good at taking bribes. Gianni, yep. thank you so much for taking so many bribes for all of us and keeping us out of jail. We appreciate it. Can you please keep taking bribes? He's a, he's a meat shield for FIFA is really what he is, and he accepts it because he has no soul. Now, when it comes to not having soul, I think that this whole thing that's going on with the running backs right now is super important to talk about, and it's right in line with this. And we had three great running backs, once coming off injury, and we'll talk about that, and that's Pollard for the Cowboys, not get contracts this week. And it was weird to me because all three were producers, so you can't make the production argument. Now, I've got thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders not playing, paying Josh Jacobson. I do think he'll get a bag eventually. It's just probably not going to be from the Raiders. But we also had Saquon Barkley, who was the fourth in the NFL, fourth leading rusher in the NFL last year, not including his pass yards or receiving yards, pardon me, that didn't get paid. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, Wes, what's your opinion right now on the running back market? It's... It's tough because a lot of teams have had success with running back by committee. Mm -hmm. And then you also have teams where, like the Giants, where Saquon Barkley makes up. And and who's Christian McCaffrey on now? The 49ers. 49ers. Right? Yeah. I mean, where they are like an all-purpose back and they get tons of yards every game, 100-plus yards, a couple touchdowns. And it's like... I mean, I, I see a lot more running backs now kind of being shoehorned into receiving positions as well, kind of mm -hmm. like purpose backs. And it's and honestly, I think that's kind of the future of the game. I mean, like you still might have full backs, like special use at the goal line, you know, big dudes who can just punch their way in. But I mean, because it is a brutal position and they do have mm -hmm. the shortest like career span. That's yeah, the but, way it is. but but we got to talk about the pay. What's going on with the pay there? Because I'm with you, and that's been that's been evolving for a long time. The dual purpose. I mean, back. I, I mean, their pay has been reflecting their like their durability. I think. I mean, that's it's what not, I think it's it not reflective well. of their spill of their skill, but it's reflective of their durability. Was you not know, reflecting someone millions or like hundreds of millions who might only be around for a few years may not even like might get injured before the track before the contracts up or they might just like kind of run out of steam 
I mean, mm-hmm. they still aren't reflecting their value to the teams. Yeah. You know, like even even if uh, there's like disparity, like why wouldn't the, why wouldn't the Giants pay to keep their star running back who is doing so much of this work on it, like on contract, like just because he has done so much for them. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, the Seahawks need have less of a need for like a, an all-star running back. So they're going to have like, they're not going to pay their running backs as much. And so there's going to be like fewer, you know, big contracts out there for them, but like still just, I I don't know. It just seems like there's kind of just this feeling in the NFL that like once, once you have like pay or like a position, then everybody has to pay the same kind of like across the board for like a certain caliber a player at that position, regardless if they're heavily used or not in the game. And it just doesn't quite make sense because that's not mm-hmm. usually how an open market works. You pay what you what the value is to you as a business for that. But you're only as valuable item. as that business is willing to pay. In that same argument, you're, you're only right. as valuable as what they're willing to pay. So you're right, Chelsea. Their output says, hey, actually... I'm more valuable than you are. But then you have 32 teams going, no, you're not. And if not one of those teams is going to set up, we have a situation. And and thank you, Ezekiel Elliott, for doing exactly what I thought you would do. It just shit the bed the second you sign the contract. I mean, still, he he still had some output, but he can't catch the ball. He wasn't as effective after he signed that that huge six-year contract. And that cost other running backs. Now, in the case of Josh Jacobs... That's, that's who I was thinking instead of Saquon Barkley earlier when we were what's talking. What's that? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. When, when I said Saquon Barkley earlier, like when we were talking before this, I was thinking... Oh, pre-production. I was thinking Zeke, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and he he maybe set the market back quite a bit. And Chelsea, I think in, in what you were just saying, what maybe a feasible option is maybe after one year... A renegotiation, maybe rookies come in, rookie running backs come in on a one-year contract, uh, a one-year prove-it contract for their output. What can you actually do? Or maybe we start ladening their contracts with lots and lots of incentives, uh, guaranteed incentives, obviously, but then they don't get the guaranteed money for risking their body. So there's going to be pros and cons, give and take for each thing. For the Raiders, though, I actually understand it. They They have to admit now they're rebuilding. They have to, because this is a rebuilding move to not sign the NFL's number one running back, you know. And he was going to demand what sixty million over the course of four years, maybe. So that's not really worth it. The juice isn't going to be worth the squeeze. They're not going anywhere. They need that money to peanut butter across their offensive line, their linebacking core, their secondary. Everywhere. Even though they're just gonna, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> even though they're just going to sign a bunch of Patriots that never achieved anything under Josh McDaniel. They, I mean, they do need that money. Go ahead, Wes. I got to say the Seahawks are probably like the biggest offender of it. I mean, ever since Marshawn was gone, it's been running back by committee. They've drafted like a running back every single year. And I don't know. No, for... dude from Michigan state was great last year, but, but they, I mean, they've gone through so many. Walker. And they'll get Walker. They'll get That's his name. Yeah. His name is but Walker. They'll get injured. And then, like, they're, the next year, their output won't be as good, and then they'll sign a new running back in the draft. And it's like there's always, like, a new face, and then, like, the new guy will have, like, a couple really great, like, games. And then 
it's just like it's been a constant cycle of new running backs for the Seahawks. But I didn't think they and wanted it, that. But we the Seahawks also rush like the most. Like I mean, they're like one of the top rushing teams, and so it's a lot of yards. It's a lot of load for a running back to carry, and so they do running back by committee, and it's worked out ever since Marshawn's left. No, I mean, Kenneth Walker off- carried the load last year. There was no committee last year. Like you had uh, DJ Dallas was fine. But Kenneth Walker carried that team. Yeah, but he didn't get like 80% of snaps. He may we have can't. had the most yardage because he was the best. He also got but... hurt, which yeah. is your point. Kelsey, <laughs> what were you saying? No, I was, I was just going to say, like, I remember us discuss- having like a lot of discussion around some of the NFL rule changes. And I'm wondering if there are... Because I can't remember off the top of my head what exactly there were. Um, I know there's going to be, like, uh, some stuff around, like, tripping and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm curious if there could could be any potential changes to make it a little bit safer for these guys. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how. I'm not a rules buff. I do not claim to be. But um, that would kind of help these guys out in terms of their longevity. Because clearly, like, player safety here is an issue. And you know what, like any of these, I, I guess every position's dangerous, but you know, these guys, if you look at, they are the youngest out of the league. Yeah. They just ex- expire out. So, I mean, shouldn't, maybe there should be like a little bit of a safety balloon in there. I think average career length is still four years, but let's, let's, let's make this edible for the audience. Wes, how do you tip your server when you go out and eat? This isn't going to be relevant to me. Because we don't tip in England. I don't uh, tip. You don't. Okay, Ma- <laughs> oh, okay uh, Shady McCoy. <laughs> like what? I, That's a I very simple card. question. I how tip on my, my card. Okay, thank you for telling me how you utilize what spending I mean, funds you usually, have. Like, how do you certify or guarantee a tip? Like, How do you justify what you're about to give that person in the United States of America that is making maybe $3 an hour and they rely upon your tips? What is your decision, arbiter of life and death? What are you deciding to pay them? And how? I mean, usually I guess I start off like, I don't know, like 15%. And if it sucks, it goes down from there. And if it's great, it goes up from there. Okay, so that's your wow. that's your that's your dividing line. And don't give me that crap about tip culture. People are tipping 25% nowadays. Screw that. I'm not tipping 25%. Sorry. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it so used to be, and then it went up to like fifteen, and now people are like trying to justify like twenty percent. No. Okay, so in New York, the standard is twenty percent. Um, Screw that. So it, it well, one, it's just easier. It's easier. You divide your whole check by ten, and you double it. Right? It's just boom, boom, boom. Okay. But I yeah, my I, I never go below that amount. I just don't. I don't. I like. I don't know if someone's had a, like a, just a bad day. I don't. You know. If it's real, if it's real bad, I'll just sign sign my card, you know, my receipt, and then just never come back. That's how I punish, you know, a place that I just it was not. It also great. depends but on I what don't... I'm getting. Like if I'm if I'm going to the bar and I'm ordering like a, a cocktail where they have to make it, like they're gonna get more tip. Whereas if I order like a white claw and they just like pop open the top of a can. And it's like five bucks. I'm like, I'm oh, like, it's so hard to tip a I'm dollar. Like, well, so yeah, but hard. it's like, 
It's like that took you like all of like five seconds. Whereas like okay, making this is, cocktail this that is actually requires skill. And my brother is just rude. Sorry, sorry guys. He's just uncivilized. <laughs> but but here's I don't the think thing: so. the two of you, I think, are representing two different sects of people. So I'm glad this worked out. Is Wes is representing the greedy owner that's like, no, no, I'm not sure I can justify tipping you this much for the contract, right? And Chelsea's like, no, I mean, I don't know what that person went through to get there. I don't know what injuries they have to achieve what they were able to achieve. And it's not right to predict future injury uh, to my food. So I'm going to tip a little bit more. Wes is like, no, it has to be justified. I have to be able to justify this. I mean, I there's a limit cost... based off of service. Like, no, it's, I bake it into the cost of going tip. out. So I bake it into the cost of going out, and I just assume that it's there. And then also, you know, if the service was exceptional, if they were, you know, just uh, I had like an engaging conversation with them, or you know, or if it was just perfect, they left mm-hmm. us alone when we wanted to be left alone. You know, whatever it is, I definitely go up from there as well. And it's not like worse, like rich or anything like that it's just you know, it's just a thing that i do because i've been in their shoes i've you know worked oh, on I tips before that's why i can't and get so, engaged but also we don't tip in britain but i over tip it just it hurts <laughs> to like to to know that the, you know they just hustled all of that even if they didn't do a great job even if the cooks in the back messed up for like you said three dollars an hour i'm the one that pisses Wes off because i'm the one that makes him look like a schmuck because he'll tip like $7 exactly, and then I'll tip like 15 not thinking about it. And he's like, you're, you're a jerk. Why would you do that? I look stupid. But it's interesting that both of you went immediately to the uh, food service industry, as opposed to we tip in a lot of places. Like, Wes, how do you tip your mm-hmm. barber? Because I know you actually go to a barber barber. Right? I tip my I, barber pretty good. Okay. Because they do a good job, and I've had some really bad haircuts. Like, and I know, like, yeah. I've... I know. You see value. You see value in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you tip like, more. Like I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like I was saying, like, if I go to a bar and someone pops a tap, like, that's not really value or whatever. Like, grabbing a can out of the fridge. Like, a freaking dog can do that. But you also can't relate to it because when you were at Mickey D's, you didn't get tips. What Chelsea's yeah. saying is, hey, I, I had to work for tips. And now so fast I can food understand. workers, like fast food, fast food places are should putting tips more. in. Should they be should paid be more. paid. And well, yeah, but, funny... they're, but they're making, they're making minimum wage. I mean, like, I'm not saying minimum wage is great or anything, but they're not making less than minimum wage. Like, like the, like waiters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we need to encourage people to vote so that we can fix that and stop voting against labor. Stop going against labor. It doesn't make any sense for you to keep going against labor because your argument impacts you, people. I don't want to use the S word. I almost used it again. But your argument impacts you because if these people are invaluable, it's only a matter of time before you're seen as invaluable and you get paid less. Whereas if we can, if it's monetary gain that shows how valuable you are to an entity, then guess what? If you, that guy that flips that hamburger makes $15 an hour and you're like, well, I'm more qualified than that guy that flips that hamburger, then you make more than that. That's how this <laughs> works. But you're so caught up in I don't think they deserve it that you forget to be selfish. Be selfish. Vote for the labor because guess what you are, dummy? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't use the S word, but I used the D word. Your labor. Your labor. Mm-hmm. And eventually it will trickle up to you. 
But if you're so stubborn and so stuck in your ways that you want to pay that kid that probably is going to high school, riding his bike to work, $15 to flip your burger that you're going to yell at them about putting cheese on, then you don't understand how the <laughs> economics works and you don't understand how the world works and you don't understand how your negotiation will work as you move up in life. But let's See, get but off the thing this. is, though. Okay, oh, never mind. Real quick. The executives <laughs> aren't going to take a pay cut, though. No. Like, and so, like, they they don't need to raise the prices, but they're going to keep jacking them up if like they have to like pay their employees more because they want to make more too. If their employees are going to make more, I got to make more, even though I'm already making multi-millions and I don't need more. Then you know whose job I, it is I to stop that? I need that extra yacht. Then you know whose job it is to stop that? Voters. The, the consumer, The consumer and voters. <laughs> the consumers need to, because there are off-brand products that are usually made in the same factory. Like, did you know yeah. Grey Goose actually makes the Costco Kirkland. brand? The Kirkland, Kirkland? Yeah, it's the same that. thing. It's a, but you want to be like popping bottles in the club. Oh, it's Grey Goose. No, it's Kirkland. There. Did I change your perspective? All right. Now, how about Jeremy Pruitt? Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, who was fired. And now Tennessee got uh, uh, some scholarships lost. But Wes and I are going to debate whether or not it matters. Here in a minute because i'm on the opposite side of west and we've only got about five minutes left in the show he cited george floyd and the reason why he was slipping up to 300 dollars into chick-fil-a bags mcdonald's bags food bags as i stated earlier in the show but here's another thing before i get your guys opinions on this do you know who his bag man was who nope. his wife <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there weren't even three brain cells between the two of them, clearly. Jeez. So I, I don't want to get to Wes's thoughts first on this, because I, I, I disagree a little bit with what Wes is going to say as far as the loss of scholarships. But I do think that, uh, Chelsea, this sets a precedent. Because they didn't suspect, or the punishment isn't, except for the scholarships, isn't really effective moving into the future. It's not like a bull ban or anything mm -hmm. like that. It is a... Uh, penalty for the pass they're penalizing them for the pass i think that sets a precedent where teams are like oh if you're just going to penalize us for it retroactively and punish the pass we can get away with whatever we want because it doesn't matter but that's my opinion what, what do you think right so so this was actually i mean we didn't really talk about this because i mean you know the show hasn't been going on that long but this was one of my original concerns with nil that someone not following the rules because players are getting paid anyways someone doing it in sketchy ways or, you know, there being infractions found out after after the inception date, that it, we're just not going to quite care as much. This isn't going to be, you know, the just the big, the big death sentence coming down, you know, as Muse style or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is considerably a slap on the wrist. I kind It kind of sucks, but I think that there's still ways around it. But also the biggest thing is, is like, you know... This is not how we do diversity, equity, and inclusion. It really mm -hmm. is not. I obviously do not come from a place of expertise on that, but this this is just the stupidest, stupidest thing. And like just adding that, just saying that it's because of George Floyd just cheapens the oh. whole thing immeasurably. Throwing it into fast food bags and just basically yeah. like throwing it at you know people. That's cheapening. That's, it's disgusting. It feels gross. It looks gross. It smells gross. I, this guy should never be coaching again. 
And um, maybe he should also just kind of keep his mouth shut a little bit and maybe actually go to yeah. some of those. I'm sure they're outlawed in Tennessee these days, but some of those, you know, DEI conferences and workshops <laughs> where he can actually have that viewable discussions about, you know, how to genuinely interact with people in a way that builds them up instead of just throwing greasy bags of cash at them. Yeah, I mean, he almost went to the Nick Saban School for Rehabilitating Coaches, but even they hesitated on hiring him. So they must have known this story was about to come out. And you're right, Chelsea, it's not a death penalty, but Wes actually thought that the penalty could impact them a little bit. And I disagreed, but but Wes, explain to me well, why you felt like it was so heavy. So, first of all, um, I feel like... I feel like he wasn't, I don't know. I feel like he just like kind of used George Floyd's name as like a cop out or whatever. Like, kinda, 100%. like wasn't, wasn't thinking Chelsea's he was saying. like, oh, oh uh, George Floyd, you know, like racial inequality, George Floyd. Yeah. He was just trying to like, just, yeah, he was backed into a corner and he just like blurted it out. So sorry. Yeah. But the, uh, the scholarships, I think 28 scholarships. I'm not sure how that's broken up like per year. I was just thinking about that, but I think it, I, I mean, scholarships do impact because I mean, like you were saying they could use NLI to offset that NIL. Yeah. NIL. But I think that's going to impact the number of players that they still get on their team because it may not impact like their front line, but their depth, it will definitely impact their depth. And I think that's key. That's key, especially as you get later in the season and you start playing, like, for Tennessee, like Alabama, Georgia, and they don't have those players off the bench that they need to compete. Right. I mean, as soon as you get down your depth chart, even just, you know, one level, where's the NIL money for those guys? So, But those aren't the having... scholarships they're not going to give away. They'll give those people scholarships, right? Because those scholarships well, don't always include food and things like that. Those, yeah, the scholarship no, I, isn't a payment. No, I understand. No, 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 I understand. I'm saying, but some, like, plenty of these kids cannot afford, I mean, who who actually can afford college mm-hmm. these days, but can't afford the actual <laughs> out-of-pocket costs, you know? What a sad and, so they, and even if they do <laughs> get the scholarships, the NIL is really, you know, for most players, it really is just supplemental income that means that they can, you know, actually eat and buy groceries and like not just live off of the dining halls and whatever meal card that they have, if they're lucky enough to have gotten that as part of their, you know, as part of their package. But, you know, you go down the first couple levels of the death roster. And if those, if that's just not available there, you are missing, you are missing a significant amount of quality players. Like it's at that point who can pay to be on the team. Yeah. I think, I think this year they're going to be pretty good, but I think they're going to decline a little bit. I just, I think, I think, I think the NIL money is going to be there. I really do. I think NIL money is going to be there and that is your scholarship now. It's, and, and what sucks about this is it's still not solving the problem of the institution capitalizing on these players because guess what? Right. The institution's being penalized, but guess what they don't have to pay for? Scholarship. They don't have to pay for a scholarship. So whatever they were fined, which wasn't a lot, I want to say it was like ten million dollars, eight million. Yeah, and all that money they're going to get back in scholarships. SEC gets fifty million dollars, or 
SEC teams get $50 million payout from the conference per year. Yeah, it and was a drop in the bucket. That's separate from all their other revenue that they make yeah. from tickets and stuff. Merchandise, tickets. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to impact them at all. I, I really don't. I don't think the scholarships, I think, again, the scholarships are also just a drop in the bucket because they're going to reach out to uh, their alum, their boosters, and they're going to get these covers, these players paid for. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a payment NIL. It could just be like, hey, you do get a scholarship. It's just done through the NIL program. And I think that that's where we are at. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go over Lionel Messi, which is a happier story, of course. Lionel Messi is getting ready to play his first MLS game, so I want to wish him good luck. I'm, I am happy that he's able to shop with his family without being bombarded by fans all over the place. I want to leave it floor open for West. It looks like he wants to say something really quickly. His computer screen got so bright on his face. Oh, I was just looking at. Uh, uh, I was just looking at how much FBS teams play FCS teams to to compete. Mm-hmm. Usually it's about like half a million. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Half a million or a million. We're about to run into season two and we'll make some announcements on Gorp. So please follow our other property Gorp two. about what's coming in season two. We don't <laughs> really we get an off season. Should we have a cliffhanger I, I, at the end of season I, one? A, a trailer <laughs> at the end of yeah. season one for what's to come in season to two? To be continued. <laughs> Forever. Forever. It's just going to go. Perpetuity. So you better watch. Because we're not going anywhere. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us every single week on The Sad Fan. You can reach us on Twitter at The Sad Fan Cast. You can reach us on TikTok and Instagram at The Sad Fan and The Sad Fan 12. Thank you guys so much for joining me as you do every single week. And don't forget to listen everywhere where you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. No way.